And welcome to the podcast they worship. Um, so now we're huh? we're bilingual programming now. Poca de pocas de worship. Bienvenidos al podcast. I was listening to Jesus D- Tamero and um. <laughs> What's what's the Dominican one's name? Is Jesus? Is that the one? Sure. The Dominican, the light, the light one. Let's said, assume that his name is Jesus, because sure. why? What other color nigga would name a black one? But I feel like that's not his real name. But anyway, so the light. No, I'm one. saying a light skinned nigga would self proclaim himself something as close to Jesus as possible. Agreed. But what if we're wrong? Anyway, the light skinned one said um, they were looking at this clip of Steve Harvey and. The Steve Harvey, like, Family Feud. Mm. And he said, he asked the, this uh, guy, he was like, name a word that rhymes with Miami. And the, he said, yummy. Yep. And Correct. He was Accurate. like, explaining how, like, yeah, his father's Dominican. He would say, Miami and Yami. It's how these hands. Like, I was like, you know what? My God, who yeah, can argue with that? You can't. No one. Because English is a weird ass language. It is. So and it bitch, if I use it how I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it how I'm going to use it. My Jami. My And Jami. <laughs> Have you seen the episode where it's like a black family? And I think the category is like another name for mom. Mm-mm. And like what three ass niggas in a row say Nana. Three? Three. <laughs> Did they three? not hear the one before? <laughs> From the same family. No, I think I know what you're Some talking about. Like it was this black woman, and yes. she was like, "Nana, yes. nah, 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 podcast where we are just fucking around yeah yeah i already told y'all my name i'm janae amen yeah yeah it's a regular ass nigga (laughs) so yeah um this is a podcast about two fat black queer churchy ass niggas yes um who are navigating the world while they're trying to heal their broken asses Mm. from the Different ways that this world said, "Hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm Not trying today. to kill you, bitch. Yep. 
You won't be. You ain't dead yet, bitch. Yeah. I got some more for that ass. More. So we're here realizing that it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. Mm. Word to Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> that's what that nigga said. He made that a whole ass thing. Yo, that nigga's about to take over the whole ass <laughs> for real? Like, we were just, that's, this is what we were waiting for for Instagram. This is what we were waiting for. This whole time. Um. So, yep. Yeah, so we're here realizing that it's our job to uh, facilitate our own healing. Mm. And this is, this is what we're doing. Amen. Truly. Um, so yeah, if you niggas will, uh, well, if you want to, it would be lovely if you could, um, do it. <laughs> send your do praise it, reports and your, um, your prayer request to worship podcast at gmail.com. Spell Here's it. the thing. If you're looking, if you're listening to this podcast, you can look right down at your phone <laughs> and look at the spelling. So mm-hmm. I will not spell it. No, you should spell it. I though. won't. Go ahead and spell it. I will not. Could you just you can go, go ahead. ahead? No, no, no. I'm gonna step back from the mic. I faded out. I faded out. Who did that? What? What am I thinking? Who faded out like that? Who? Ooh, did I don't that? know. <laughs> Damn it. There's an exact, oh, whatever. All right. If you want to hit us up on the intranets, here's how to do it. Okay. Gmail is worshippodcast at gmail.com. W-R-S-H-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Right now, as I'm saying this, I'm wondering how effective it is for me to be doing this this quickly. <laughs> um, on the Instagram and Twitter, we are worship podcast. At W-R-S-H-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Hit a nigga up or some. Yeah. And on all social media platforms, you can uh, use the hashtag worship pod. W-R-S-H-P-P-O-D. And uh, that will let us know that you are talking about us on the internet. Yeah. Uh, whenever we decide to check that. <laughs> Which is... Uh, Nigga, I have not checked. If that you're willing shit. to be an unpaid intern come for the on, Worship Podcast, come through, please. Email us and specifically we will, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and we'll just go ahead and give you all the passwords. All of them. Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. the same. Yeah, <laughs> because nigga, please don't say that. <laughs> please, don't. I'll bleep it out like I did. <laughs> like last you episode. did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Perfect. All right, bitch. So, how was your week? <laughs> My week was good. I saw Black Panther, Prison. so it was a good. So we're, we'll we'll put in the description that there are Black Panther spoilers because I'm about to talk about it. Damn! Just, uh, um, so we about to spoil that whole bitch, even though I was only awake for half of it. Great! You need to do better. Perfection. <laughs> I will spoil it, and I, we're gonna put in the in the description. Hey, from this minute to this minute, there's spoilers. Just let me know. Are you going to do that? Yeah, I will. I okay. Will. Yeah. You know I'm not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Black Panther was amazing. Uh, Killmonger forever. Um, Nakia forever. Shuri forever. Shuri forever and ever Actually, and ever. yeah. All these niggas forever. Well, most of them. Most of them. Uh, Okoye forever. Uh, the whole Dora Milaje forever. Um, it was just perfect. Um the movie made me love Killmonger so much better. I mean, mm. made me like love him so mm. much more than I originally did. Because I think, um, <clears throat> what's his name? Ryan. Um, Ryan Coogler. Ryan did some magic. He took some, you know, creative license with, uh, with uh, Killmonger. So I am, I loved it. Like that line, 
that Killmonger said. Okay, don't say. Oh my before god, this is he gonna died, be horrible. Before he died. Why are you? Oh God, y'all! I saw it last night. I saw an eleven thirty showing, <laughs> and it was after a concert. And honestly, I saw I was in and out. <laughs> I saw a good piece of it. A mm-hmm. good piece. Well, he said some really like. It was something like I'd rather live on my no on my feet than die on my knees. Not at all. Some shit like that. It it wasn't. It was not at all. Nigga, she was asleep. She knows nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What did he he say? Go ahead. He said, um, "Because what happened was um, T'Challa had stabbed him with a spear. Yeah, brought him up to took him took him on a journey. Yeah, took him to the mountain because he said he never saw Wakanda sunset. His father Uh said that he was going to take him. Yeah, so he took him up there, and then T'Challa was like, "Hey, you know, we can heal you." Mm. He was like, "Oh yeah, what? So you can like bring your prisoner?" He was Mm -hmm. like, "Bury me." He said, "This might be loosely." He said, bury me in the sea with my ancestors who jumped off the boat. Mm -hmm. Because even they knew that, you know, death was better than bondage. Mm -hmm. Niggas in the theater were like, Kibo Landon. (laughs) But the thing about it is I got, like, the thing, I read some, some articles about it talking about how, you know, like, the manner in which they uh, portrayed Killmonger was like a thug. I was like, girl, I don't, nobody I talked to, nobody in the theater saw him as a thug mm-hmm. at all. I think, like, I, I feel like a lot of people were projecting their thoughts and their views, like, because he was from Oakland, all these mm-hmm. things. He was, nigga, he got <laughs> a degree from MIT. Mm-hmm. He was a Navy SEAL. Like, he was, like, a special operative. He destabilized governments. Like, he was very smart. Mm-hmm. Nobody really thought he was a thug. They thought he was maybe a little bit hard, mm. of course, because of the manner in which he grew up. He saw his father die. I mean, dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I was reading stuff. I, I, anyway, moving on. It's not worth it. So, <laughs> basically. I was here with you. So, yeah. But I think the wild thing was that at the end, T'Challa decided to open up, like, a little, like, outreach center in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, I was just like <laughs> rolling my eyes because I was like, so Nakia been telling you to do this. The like, so yeah, hey, T'Challa, can we? No, bitch, no. <laughs> as soon as Killmonger said it, I guess it took, I don't know. A black like, man. Yep. Another black man. I guess he was like, you know what? Yeah, let's that sounds like a that sounds good. Let's, let's wow, this is a fresh new idea. <laughs> Honestly, I've never heard it before, and I really want to move on it. You know, yeah. Well, it's fresh. So he ended up doing it. Wow. And Nikki was right there, like, "Hey, as long as he got it done, whatever." Right. So that was, I think, it was a really good movie, and I think that was this is the first like superhero movie where I really, really. When it came to the antagonist, I was I wasn't like just hard on fuck him. Mm. Because black people contain multitudes and yeah. we are complex yeah. and complicated. Yeah. Like mm. seeing that Killmonger was just angry, that's all he expressed, you knew there was like mad hurt there. Mm. And of course, because he walked in the apartment and saw his dad with claw marks in his chest. Mm-hmm. And y'all abandoned him. So there was mad shit. You know what I mean? whatever but loved loved the movie loved it um i saw my mom today yeah amen 
Um, she baked me some banana bread and My made God. some carrot juice for me. So I went over there to thank her. Mm. Um, she cried, of course. Yes. Um, we talked, you know, we talked a lot. Talked about how my brother ain't shit. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I talked about, I told her, you know, I, I don't feel safe with you being here. He with knows, him? No, he's not there anymore. Okay. He's, nobody knows where he is. Okay. Um, Are with them babies. Baby safe? Or is it, his babies are with him? His babies are with him. Oh, God. So, that's, you know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, have no idea where he is. Um, so. Are they school age? Yeah. Uh, four and five. Yeah. So, my, my the five-year-old can be in kindergarten now. Um, the four-year-old can be in, like, preschool. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just praying for them children because I know that they're being... Um, psychologically damaged. I know it. Um, really, really love them. Hope that one day I can see them again. Yeah. So, hmm. seeing my mom, seeing Black Panther, my week is beautiful. Yeah. Yes. How about you? How about you? Hmm. Um. Okay. So I'm trying to think. The last time we recorded. Bam. Okay. So Valentine's Day. It was super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, went with Boo um, to this really nice Italian restaurant in um, DC um, that her stepbrother runs. Oh, um, and it was like super that. upscale and like Beautiful. I had like my anxiety was on a hundred trillion the whole night because <laughs> really? I'm like what is all this fancy shit? Like, I don't want to <laughs> embarrass nobody. Like um it was wild but the food was amazing what kind of like cuisine was it like a steakhouse was it like what kind of um italian oh you just said that wow (laughs) i was like is it different i'm tripping i'm definitely tripping (laughs) maybe it is so he specializes in italian cuisine Mm -hmm. that is wonderful yeah he's a whole ass italian nigga oh he is yeah italian white person okay yeah okay yeah. yeah Um, and, um, yeah, so it was like, we did like five, five or six courses and then dessert. It was wild. Oh my goodness. And we were served champagne. Everything was comped. It was wild. Like seeing that check at the end of the night and like being like, bitch, I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so grateful (laughs) because of this. It's like like, Wakandans for a night, huh? Nigga. And like the thing that, that was really cool was, um... The intensiveness of the waiter, like, because mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know. It was just interesting that he was like, look, like, I know that I personally hate the feeling of eating at a great restaurant, but feeling like stuffed at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. So his thing was like, I'm going to check in with you. Make sure that you, you know, see, make sure you can, you are monitoring how you feel if you're mm. full how much you want whatever whatever but it was so good Wonderful. we had so many different dishes oh it was so good um the night ended a little weird mm-hmm. um i don't know it was weird um yeah and then the next day i think i told you that she took off of work the next day so we could do boundary setting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and that's something that i'm going to talk about a little later that was nigga when i tell you well you know firsthand that when i don't want to do some shit (laughs) 
I will push that bitch off until the very last moment. <laughs> so she took off the entire day, bitch. We didn't start, okay, until midnight <laughs> Thursday. Wait, so and she on took... the boundary setting, yes. Wait, so did she take off Thursday or Friday? Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Lord. More on that later. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. I saw Black Panther last night. Um, I went to go see a band that I like called Snarky Puppy. That was cute. Um, everything was cute. I have some thoughts around Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I really want to see it again. It was super good. Also, this is my first time, I think, seeing an IMAX. And it like the screen was huge. Uh-huh. And I, was, I wasn't close. Like, I was behind the aisle that you can walk across. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but um, I felt like my eyes were just racing back and forth across the screen the whole time. It was a lot. Um, yeah. Plus, I was sleepy. It was just, <laughs> it was too much. Um, but yeah, I have some thoughts about that. Um, some think piece ass thoughts. Um, but it was good. Okay, niggas. The first segment is called Raw and Honest. Raw and Honest. Um, in the raw and honest, raw what we honest, do is we um, just speak about something that happened in the past week that basically read us for filth. Amen. Um, I'm going to start. Um, basically, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little cute one. It's a little cute one or whatever. Um, it's just basically me realizing that um, I may have spoken about this before, but I'll do all the planning without the execution. Mm. Um, so I'll plan, bitch. I'll have the best plan ever laid out. Um, Twenty-page document, yeah. bound, yeah, at Kinko's, yeah, cited, several copies, yes, yeah. a works cited page, works, yeah, cover yeah. fully illustrated, yes, and we'll just sit that right on my desk and, yeah. move, and move on. Let it collect dust. Um, that is <laughs> bitch, so wild. I, I made the plan. Yeah. What do yeah. I need to yeah. act upon it for? Like I'll have several plans for stuff, mm. and then just say next week. And I'll, you know. <laughs> Next week on As the World Turns. <laughs> <laughs> and that bitch will just never come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I was talking, this is basically a continuation of me last week, of my yeah. Run Honest last week. Um, like, I'll realize something or realize something that I need to do and be like, all right, cool. I'll plan it out. This is what I gotta do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. But then um, that's it. That is literally it. Right. Like, I realized. Um, you know, I have whole conversations. Like, I realized this week that I need to move my work hours back mm-hmm. so that I can, like, have more time in the morning just to, like, set my day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, yeah, I need to do that. Have I done that yet? Not yet. Absolutely not. Nope. nope still getting to work at 6 a.m. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I can move it back to all the way to 10 mm-hmm. if I wanted to. And this will definitely help me. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is I'm like, you know what I was doing? I was... I. When I realize I need to do something, this is another thing. I will come up with all sort of excuses that <laughs> these things will never happen unless I do the thing. Mm-hmm. So, so for instance, I said, oh, what if I need to, like, because, like, it will be from 10 to, like, 6.30 or 7, depending mm-hmm. on when I leave. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, what if I need to do something around 4.30 or, like, 5? Nigga, every day I come home and lay in my bed. <laughs> Until like 8 o'clock. That's it. That is it. 
But of course, the one as soon as I change my hours to come home at six thirty, that's when I need to do right. things. Right, right. And I always make up these things in my head, mm. knowing that nigga, th- no, they don't exist. They don't at all. Mm. Like I told myself, what if I want to go to happy hour, nigga? You don't go to happy. You, you don't. don't do it. That's why. the last time you went to happy you hour? Just making up shit. Yeah. Just lunch and what if I want to, <laughs> nigga? When have you wanted to? Not once. Is that happy hour going to pay you, bitch? <laughs> will it? Will it, it. Will it um, set your morning off so that you can do good the rest of the day? Absolutely not. So, I really need to follow through with shit. But also, mm. also, also, stop making shit up in my head that has never happened. Mm. Never <laughs> once. Like, that is always the hurdle mm-hmm. to me doing things. Saying shit that has never happened. That's how we enable ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I really need to just be like, okay, well, I need to do something. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then that be it. I and then care. when there are exceptions to that rule, new mm-hmm. rule that I've made, we yeah. will navigate around those new Absolutely. exceptions. But like, Absolutely. these new exceptions that have never happened before will never be the rule. They will. Ever. <laughs> Literally never. And I really had to sit with myself like, Andre. Not one time since you've been working this job have you really have you really had anything to do after you got home that like that you couldn't do on your computer at home right not one time so where is this coming let's do it, from sis. let's let's make a move <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, God. Yeah. This is really a. T- I was really having this. I had this conversation with my mom today, mm-hmm. and she was like, I. Just so go ahead and do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I was like, oh, what about traffic? My mom was like, traffic is not bad after six o'clock. Yeah. It's just not. <sighs> okay, well. Well, what, what if I. She was like, that's not an issue either. I don't. That doesn't happen. What if I want to go sneaker shopping, though, mom? You've had the same pair of shoes for three years. For 84 years. years. So, so all of a sudden, the day you switch your hours is the day you need to get a new sneaker, is what you're saying. So, <laughs> Also that line in Black Panther where what? she's like, I call them sneakers. <laughs> I, call, I love that. I love her. I love Letitia Wright. Yeah. Also, her. I just, I felt like. Uh, the realest nigga alive mm-hmm. because I started following Letitia Wright, um, who is Shuri in Black mm-hmm. Panther, um, right after I watched Black uh, the Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about that? And I was like, that bitch got like one thousand followers. No, she has like forty three thousand followers now, oh like gosh, in the matter of like two months. Amazing, wild, amazing, incredible. And yeah, also just like jumping off that, mm-hmm. the fact that there was a Guyanese actress, Letitia. And a Trini actor. Well, he's from Tobago, but Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Uh, Winston Duke, Winston. which he Fine can have a fuck. seat anytime he wants. But Ooh, God. I'm so glad that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to get my parents. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's a blessing. I'm so fucking He was fine. a blessing. That is a snack. Mm. But anyway, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what read me this week. Mm. Myself and my mother. Oh and I'm glad about it. Black mothers will do that. Yep. So I'm I'm switching my hours this week and just let the Going chips fall where the fuck they may. Which they nowhere. Into the dip, bitch. Yeah, That's where they're falling. <laughs> Directly into the dip. So um this week for me, I really had to think hard. I I love 
to run away from being reflective <laughs> at all costs, <laughs> bitch. At every single Any cost. Any means necessary. I'm like, I, I feel like last week, last week I talked about journaling, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it took me a long ass time to start journaling um, because I was in this period of, with Nubu, of like, learning a lot of stuff at a rapid pace Uh and i was just like my thoughts then were like actually it was my i was gonna say it was my subconscious thought but my very conscious thought was like (laughs) i just want to have this victory for myself i don't want to i don't want to document that this was a process i just want to come on the other side side like bitch look at me look what i did all by myself No process, bitch. I've been here. Um, And that's popping up again. Not in the same way, but that feeling of like, if I don't document it, it wasn't a thing. Uh And like me being as trash as I am (laughs) right now or as trash as I was 48 hours ago even, (laughs) um, isn't a thing if I don't document it. Uh But it actually means that I don't get to reuse that lesson because I didn't document it. Mm. Or I don't get, like, to use that that, uh, lesson to reference um, once it's escaped my memories. Um, So anyway... That I said all that to say it took me a second to actually buckle, hanker, hunker, hunker down. Is that a thing? Hanker, yes. hunker down yes. and be reflective and uh, figure out what it is that read me this week. Um, and I will say that I think a thing that came to a head this week for me was really, um, really understanding um, that there is literally nothing wrong with being frivolous I I even like struggle to use that word frivolous but like to freely and openly praise folks that you love Mm. praise and and affirm Um, I think for so many reasons um, I, I hold that and like it's weird because um, the way that it came up. Um, so I host Black Femme Brunch, mm-hmm. which was amazing. We had our first Black Femme Brunch since fucking September. Mm-hmm. Um, that was wild because that was the first um, that was the first event that we had um, in a long time, <laughs> and and it was it was anxiety ridden and um, things like that for me, but it it was amazing. So anyway, um, I invited Nubu to come. Well, no, sorry. When I mentioned it to Nubu originally, um, I let her know like um, my ex was going to be there, and we hadn't really discussed like what that vibe was explicitly for us yet. Um, so. You know, let's wait mm-hmm. um, to see what the vibe is. And then, like, maybe next uh, brunch, you know, she could come along. Right. Um, but then, um, yeah, I talked to the ex. And she was cool. I was cool. We had a great catch-up. Everything was jazzy. Like, shit was great. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, a few weeks later, um, I told Nubu, like, um, yeah, you can come. But 
I said it after I invited Nubu's little sibling to come. And I was like, yeah, you can come to little, to, it's because the so sibling. So you invited the sibling before you invited Nubu? Okay, so, <laughs> so look, so look, this is what I'm saying, right? Um, Tell me. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, between this conversation that I have with my ex, mm-hmm. after Telling Nubu, like, hey, maybe you should wait. I don't know what the vibe is going to be. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, well, like, Nubu is cool. I mean, Obu is is great. You know, we still dap, dap, dap. Uh-huh. Cool, cool, cool. So, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is going to be lit. Like, <laughs> everything. Meanwhile, have I explicitly had this conversation with Nubu? Like, hey, you want to come to brunch? No, that hasn't happened. I'm just in my head. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cute. Nubu's going to meet me ex-boo and it's going to be vibing and whatever, whatever. Um, so Glory. it wasn't until um, Nubu's little sibling was like, oh, yeah, I do. Because Nubu's little sibling does like DJing. Let's call them ray ray okay okay so ray ray does a lot of like black femme events they dj they do a lot of things really really cool um so i invite them and i'm like oh nubu also you're invited too or like also or, or i say like in case you nubu is going you know, to or some shit yeah in case <laughs> and nubu you was like to oh, okay <laughs> and doesn't say anything in the moment but i'm like damn you right homie you right <laughs> So, so anyway, <laughs> God damn. By the way, nigga. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, so yeah, a few times, um, ex boo was like, yo, is, um, new boo coming to brunch? And I'm like, I don't, well, okay, so then, sorry. God damn it, this cover this story is so nonlinear. I apologize, y'all. Um, so at some point, um, Nubu mentions that um she's going to go and celebrate um her best friend's birthday in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. That Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Um but I didn't really she didn't nail down a time or whatever. So when X, the ex asked, like, is Nubu coming? Whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I need to confirm. Meanwhile, again, still in my head, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so cute. I'm going to introduce Nubu to all my friends and it's going to be great. Um, so the only next, the, the next conversation that I have with Nubu about brunch um, happens. I was about to say Thanksgiving. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> happens Valentine's Day night mm-hmm. um, when we're at dinner, and um, I kind of ask it offhandedly, like, "So, what is this thing that you're doing for your best friend?" <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh my God, I appreciate your response in this moment because when I asked and after she responded, she was just like, why was that like so dismissive? 
And I'm like, it took me a while, y'all. Because again, I hate being reflective. But the way I asked that shit was probably mad dismissive. Uh-huh. Um, but I was trying to figure out, you know, are you going to be able to come to the brunch or right. not? She was, She ended up not being able to come. But it just made me think about, like, I invited her one time. <laughs> as, as a plus one. For her younger sibling. Oh, no. Essentially. Essentially. (gasps) And before that, we had a very explicit conversation about, no, let's wait. Wait it out. But between those conversations, in my head, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. All my friends are going to think she's so fly and so brilliant and just so cute. And it's going to be so great and wonderful. And none of that. None of that did I articulate. Virgo rising. (laughs) That Virgo rising will get you every time, you hear me? Shit. <laughs> Shit. So I am just, I'm just trying to be, and again, I hate to use this word frivolous because I just want to be freer, honestly. Mm-hmm. I want to be freer in um, letting folks know my feelings, mm-hmm. letting folks know, like, I'm thinking about you, yeah. letting folks know, like, um, yeah, that thing that you wore, like, I'm still thinking about how I can implement that into my wardrobe. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I carry so much, like, thoughts about, about people that I never actually share with them. Um, I that. And I don't know what the fuck that is about. Mm. I don't know if it's, like, I don't know, like, this is a reward, so I'm going to hold it out of your reach until you actually earn it. <laughs> and, like, what does it mean to actually earn affirmation? Yeah. Um, and also, do you actually have to earn affirmation if you are a black woman or a black femme who like mm-hmm. literally keeps the world spinning? Right. Um, so I'm just trying to trying to figure that shit out. So that's where I'm at, and that's my raw and honest. I need to speak as much as I think. Amen. Yeah. That's that's real. Amen. That is real. Now it's time for church affirmations. I beat you to the punch, bitch. You thought you was gonna get it, but you didn't. Uh, it's time for church affirmations. And since she started off, Janae will be giving us a verse today. Absolutely. So go ahead. Give me this no, verse that you no. got. You, you will go ahead. If you have ever listened to just one episode of this bitch before, you know that <laughs> I have no biblical literacy. So, you know that that's a fucking bold-ass lie <laughs> that Andre just told. So, what's the scripture for today, Deacon? Okay. So, the scripture for today is Matthew 7. Who are you channeling right now? Have y'all ever... Okay, this is Steve Harvey's uh, morning show. So, there's this guy. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. This... No. Last night, I did Boo's hair. Mm-hmm. And she wanted me to watch this fucking... What is his name? Uh, what's the other nigga? Not Steve Harvey, but Bernie the, Mac. No, the nigga. I don't. I don't know. The nigga is alive. Okay. Oh, okay. Daryl. So... He does Lil Daryl. Lil Daryl. Lil Daryl. I don't know him. Name some black comedian niggas. Some some other Steve Harvey D- types. Oh, Steve Harvey types. Um, D. Cedric the Entertainer. No. Th- D.L. Hughley. N- on a radio station that's a radio show oh ricky smiley ricky smiley god you never heard of lil dell i haven't wow that's that his nigga. great no. like actually it's really ableist but um that's like the character that set him apart lil daryl lil daryl yeah i don't wow Mm-mm. 
Bernice Jenkins is one of his characters. I know about right? Bernice Jenkins. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> I'm trying like Boo has a great sense of humor, but I'm also like, I'm not interested in listening to this morning show ass humor. I'm not. I put that down in like middle school. I used to watch this one or listen to this one um radio show like um soap opera called As the World Turns. I forgot who did it. That's an actual um, soap opera, though. What is it? As the name they named Nigga, maybe a radio show soap opera off of a soap opera that already exists. It was in New York too. I don't. <laughs> That's some niggery shit, yo. Like at the end of <laughs> niggas, like, like I see. Yeah, I'ma see. I see your <laughs> your generations long soap opera, <laughs> and I will up you. <laughs> This radio niggified version. Great. Oh, Perfect. Alright, so the Bible verse is coming from <laughs> we took a complete Yeah. Matthew Great. The seventh chapter. Uh verse. This is seven. how niggas handle their problems. They just Fruit take eight. complete departures from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it reads Um Ask and it shall be given you. Given you. Yep, I said that right. Given you. Seek and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. That was from the King James Version, the only version. And um, the, the what I got from this scripture. Well, first let me say thank you, God, for the reading of your word. Yes, we, and the doers. Thank the you. Hearers. We thank you for the ability to uh, partake in your word because man shall not live by bread alone. By bread alone. Oh God. I'm not part of this. Okay, so the, um, what I got from there is that um, there's a lot, there are a lot of things that we attempt to accomplish that we make needlessly cumbersome and needlessly um difficult (laughs) um a lot of the things you can simply accomplish by communicating with others Mm, asking for what you need read me right now read me read me read me read me read me read read (laughs) (laughs) asking for what you need Mm. um and it will, that is literally it. Mm. But we go through moats, dams, hills, mountains, um, just to go around this these simple-ass tasks. And some of those things are not our fault. No. But no. they are, come on, our from re- the 13th chapter <laughs> of Will I Am Smith. <laughs> They, they are, are our, our responsibility. responsibility. Yes. That nigga, let me tell you, that changed my life. Come on through. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Will Smith, that, sir, if you're listening, which it's you're not. It's a little bit hotepy, but I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here I, for it. I get it completely yes. because this, oh, God. Because. No one else is going to take responsibility. Nobody. Not these niggas that created the nope, problems. Not at all. Whose fault it is. Nope. So I can definitely just go through life being upset or. I can be like, you know what? What happened was screwed up completely, and it wasn't my fault. Um, but now I got to pick up the pieces yeah. because who will? Yeah. Because I'm trying to live a life, yeah. actually. So yeah, but yeah, that just gives me the Bible verse gives me that you know, just there are a lot of things that we make needlessly difficult. Yeah. Um, there are things that are legitimately difficult, mm-hmm. and of course they require more effort and more, mm-hmm. you know, follow through, whatever. But there are quite a few things that. 
for no reason were making difficult. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I got. And for that, that really brings up for me this thing that I've been thinking about, um, you know, based on what I was talking about last week um, around trying to save this multi-million dollar white nonprofit ten dollars yeah of like i feel like a lot of black folks do this thing where we're trying to find like a happy medium between what we deserve and what we think um white folks or folks who are the heads of institutions Mm -hmm. um will think us worthy of yeah yeah um but the thing is, they're going to lowball us no matter what. No matter what. So, like, continuously trying to go back to this, like, okay, checking in with myself and saying, what is it that I know I am worth? Mm-hmm. What is it that I know will sustain me? Not yeah. just allow me to survive. Mm-hmm. What will sustain me? And right now, of course, I'm thinking specifically about payment, mm-hmm. um, capital, Um but a lot of the times we we are the first ones to say no to ourselves. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, when there is so much money for folks to just throw at us. <laughs> um, so I'm even like trying to be in the space of like asking for a few inches more than what I know will not only will sustain me. Yeah. Like give me cushion. Yeah. Um, because I again, white folks going to cut us short every time. Yeah. Every single time. So just thinking about that. Thank you for that affirmation Mm -hmm. of like, bitch, make sure these white folks is paying you what they owe you. Yeah. Every time. Pay me what you owe me. By asking for exactly that and not a a penny less. Not. (laughs) Not one. Damn it. Amen. Amen. It's now time for the sex and dating segment of this podcast. Um, and today, um, I have two things that I like to throw on the table. Have at it. <laughs> you got anything, sis? Um, sure. I'll, I'll say something. You too? Okay. Um, so, I think I mentioned earlier that... Oh, I did. <laughs> the day after Valentine's Day... Um, <laughs> Nubu and I set aside an entire day, an entire day to set boundaries, Mm -hmm. to think about what we wanted out of our relationship, map that out, make a whole day of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Little did this nigga know uh, my affinity for putting off shit that I do not want to do. So that day I made a a delicious hearty breakfast of handmade homemade biscuits, bacon, uh, a little uh, fried potato. Um, I think we may have had a a sex break, maybe. Bribery! That's what that was. That's what that was, damn it. Not on my watch. Um... (laughs) I don't know what happened after. I think we did a little working, mm-hmm. okay? Because niggas still got to work. <laughs> um, then, I mean, we realized that it was fucking 74 whole-ass black American-ass degrees in fucking February. That day. Can I tell you, I walked outside with my whole sweater on just, just anticipating the cold. Bitch. When that warmth hit me, I looked around <laughs> 
because I, I want confirmation. Is Wait. anybody else feeling this? <laughs> Y'all I, on this joke too? Am I tripping? <laughs> Ooh, that was a day. The only reason I stuck a finger outside the door was to get the mail. Oh, no, 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 no. It was because something arrived from Amazon because I don't be checking the mail every uh-huh, day. Uh-huh. I only go outside when I get, I get a package and I'm home. I stepped outside. I said, bitch, what's happening here? Because like I said, I braced myself. Yeah. Okay, for some February ass cold. Yeah. Jesus 74 whole ass degrees. Wow. So worthy is the land. That allowed us, allowed me <laughs> to waste a little bit more time. <laughs> we went out and had a nice romantic walk. Um, I showed her around my city and Amen. it was fun. Amen. We came back and uh, by that time we were a little hungry. So <laughs> she went out and got pizza. That took a while because downtown was packed. And you were loving it. Uh, Loved it. Um, she got back. We ate. Um, by the way, Black Panther was in the stars for that day because mm-hmm. the idea was we would work, do this hard work, <laughs> you know, reward. and then we would go and reward ourselves with the Black Panther. <laughs> and yeah, this bitch had no faith in me, so <laughs> she did not buy tickets. She said, "I will buy the tickets when I know we are on the path." She knows you already. I trash. So anyway. Backpack. Back, <laughs> you just said love kiss. and happiness. Oh God! So anyway, um, I just wanted to share some tools with you all that we have been using, um, or that we used rather to set some boundaries. They need to hear it. So, one of the tools that we used was really useful um, from relationship anarchy dot com. <laughs> okay. Um, relationship anarchy is a style of polyamory, Mm -hmm. um, where there is no hierarchy Mm -hmm. of like your partners. So Mm -hmm. there's no like primary partner. And then like folks that I'm dating, it's Mm -hmm. like you value each of the relationships individually, essentially. Um, and there's more to that and stuff, but it's a lot mm-hmm. um it's it's not a lot it's just not my cup of tea okay so there's that um <clears throat> but there was this really great resource um from this person named kale let's play a little game i'd like to play called guess that race <laughs> this which is whole name is kale. On this actual podcast and told us that you're about to play something from someone named kale and we're supposed to be okay. okay. You're right. That's fine. You're right. So um, this video, you can find it on YouTube. It's called Boundaries Not Rules. Um, what song did you think? That we do to be between me and you. Okay. To find themselves expected to upon. For example, it is common for a monogamous relationship to have the assumed rule of sexual exclusivity. That might even extend to no flirting or no close friends of the opposite sex. For some people, those rules might seem obvious, while others might be surprised to find themselves expected to follow them. In most polyamorous relationships, couples will sit down and discuss rules, even create a relationship agreement where rules are written down. These can be as simple as communicate and have safe sex, or as complex as how and when a person can start dating, how often and what kind of time they can spend with another person, if they can have sleepovers, and so on. 
For me, rules bring all kinds of complications and limit autonomy. They remove trust in a person's judgment and they can come from a place of fear. Okay, so what's the alternative when there are no rules? Does that mean people act however they want regardless of whether they hurt someone? Is it just create a big free-for-all? Well, no. We still choose to be with people that we trust and assume that they'll act in our best interests. We also clearly communicate our boundaries. That's a big piece, so let's talk about boundaries. What is a boundary? There are all different kinds of boundaries. Physical boundaries are about your personal space, privacy, and your body. There are sexual boundaries, which are about comfort levels with sexual touch and activity. You decide what, where, when, and with whom. The type of boundaries I'm mostly going to be talking about today are emotional boundaries. Healthy emotional boundaries require clear internal boundaries. Having clear internal boundaries means knowing your feelings. It means taking responsibility for yourself rather than putting the onus on someone else. Rules are very different than boundaries. Rules tell someone what to do and they restrict their behavior. They also often don't address the root need of why that rule needs to be in place. Here are some examples of rules and boundaries. Rule. You must always use condoms with everyone you have sex with so I don't have to and I feel safe. The rule here tells the other person how they must act. Boundary. I will not have unbarriered sex with someone who is having unbarriered sex with other people. The boundary here is owning your own choices. It's about your level of comfort with your sexual health. Rule. I have to meet and approve of all my metamors. The rule here does not make space for the metamors' needs. It takes away their autonomy. Boundary. My metamors and I will choose and consent to how involved we are in each other's lives. The boundary here allows everyone to consent according to their level of comfort. Rule. You have to sleep at home every night. The problem with this rule is that it's controlling two other people. It takes a choice away from the person you live with, and it also imposes restrictions on someone they may wish to spend the night with. Rules are about trying to limit the actions of other people. Rather than fostering trust, they try to control others' behaviors so we don't have to feel scared or unsure. Setting clear boundaries in place of rules allows autonomy, it gives space for communication, and it strengthens trust. In my next video, I'm going to talk about how to communicate clear boundaries. So follow me on Twitter or check so one really important takeaway that I got from this video that Kale so lovingly created for, for us out here in this world Kale. Kale. <laughs> um, is the distinction that they made between um, rules and boundaries of rules being something that we frame around a fear that we have and not wanting to face what that fear is, what the root of that fear is. We just want to say, you can't do this thing. Mm -hmm. And often don't mention, because I'm afraid of this happening. Right. Um, but that's what underpins uh, that rule. I So we took the frame of reference of we are setting our own boundaries of here is what I will do with my person that I can control. Um, regardless of what you do, here is what my um, plan of action will be. Mm -hmm. um, and there was this really great resource that Boo found um, that I think I sent you and a few other folks. Um, and the resources were from therapistaid.com. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the best part of it was... Um, Okay, so it's a personal boundaries sort of worksheet. Mm -hmm. um, and on one side, it defines what a personal boundary is, um, how you figure out where you are with your boundaries. Are you more rigid with your boundaries? Are you more porous? Um, or do you have healthy boundaries? And then on the other side, it lists out the different 
categories of boundaries. So you have your physical boundaries, your intellectual boundaries, emotional, sexual, material, time. And mind you, like for us, we had already sort of started thinking about boundaries um, before we found these resources. I said we, (laughs) I'm not taking responsibility for this. Um, Credit rather. Um, She found it. Um, So you don't necessarily have to stick with, oh, what are my physical? What are my whatever? The piece that I loved the most was the boundary exploration component where the worksheet asks you to think about a person or group of people with whom you struggle to set healthy boundaries. This could mean that your boundaries are too rigid, meaning you keep this person at a distance, too porous, meaning you open up too much, or there's some other problem that isn't so easily defined or labeled. So the first thing it asks you to do is how do you struggle Oh, sorry. Who do you struggle to set healthy, healthy boundaries with? So in this case, like it, the, the person that I'm focusing on is boo. Mm-hmm. Right. And just thinking through physical, intellectual, emotional, sexual, material and time boundaries mm-hmm. um, that um, I struggle with setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so helpful because then once you name those struggles, mm-hmm. you can then think about, okay, what is what are the things that I can control mm-hmm. to ensure that these struggles are no longer, I can control whether or not I experience them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and we did that. Um, and it was awesome. It was yeah. really great. Yeah. So we did that. And... Um, she also at the end of that conversation and i encourage you all to do this with your booze and specifically your booze um talking about your reservations um around being in a relationship with each other Mm. um and i had a hard time i had a hard time i have a hard time communicating period Mm. (laughs) period but like looking someone in their eye and being like here are the reasons that I'm not sure that I really want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, is a really difficult conversation. Um, it can potentially be a hurtful conversation. Um, but it is a, a really great practice in mindfulness. And it's, you know, it's important information for the other person to have. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, it can be like a misunderstanding. In some ways... Uh, it could be an opportunity for growth for you all. Um, but I think definitely in one of my relationships, there were like reservations that a partner was carrying that I didn't know until the relationship was over. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I, I couldn't have changed any of those reservations, but us naming those on the front end could have like, saved us a lot of time yeah you know yeah um so because that also like if it's something that you can't change you can be like well yeah this is this is a hard limit um so yeah so i encourage you all to set boundaries with your booze boundaries are not bad things they allow you to live your freest life honestly once you've set those clear and healthy boundaries Um, so you're not exhausting yourself and spreading yourself too thin, trying to navigate around the things that folks do to you. Mm -hmm. You get to, um, steer how folks treat you Uh and have a, you have a baseline for that. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. That definitely made me think about something that, you know, I don't care what y'all say about Iyanla. Iyanla be having some fucking gems. Real, real. Um, Iyanla said something trash, a while she, ago. She does have gems. Yeah. Iyanla said something a while ago about how um, the way she engaged relationships now and the way the way she used to was is different. Um, now, before, she used to like see something about someone and be like, okay, well, let me see how I can work around it, what mm. I can do. Um, but now she's like, okay, well, I'm presenting myself this way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, seeing you as your whole self, the way you're presenting me. And I'm choosing whether or not to engage with that. Yeah. I think that's the thing about boundaries is that, which a lot of people are afraid of, mm-hmm. is that when they set boundaries, they'll have to stick with them. Mm-hmm. And a lo- I don't know about a lot of times, but there are times where when you set a boundary, and someone just, like a hard boundary especially, and someone may not be like with the shits with mm-hmm. that. And you'll have to choose not to engage with them, mm-hmm. even if there are other aspects of them that you may like. Mm-hmm. But you'll just have to say, yo, this is like a real oh, boundary with me. Yeah. And I, I just have to choose not to engage with you yeah. to save myself some hurt. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that because it's like... I feel like there are a lot of people who, um, me, this is me, like, let's talk about me, um, who will be, like, dating and be like, oh, my God, finally someone is, like, Mm -hmm. not a shithead. And then they, but they, they cross a hard boundary of yours. Mm -hmm. And you're like, everything else is cool. It's just this. And damn, so I have to, I have to disengage with this. Mm -hmm. And continue the search. And you're yeah. like, damn, I got... I, that's the thing. It's like, damn, I got so close. Yeah. But now I have... Whew, that's like a hard process, I think. for Well, for me specifically to deal with. Because I'm like, well, that's done. Like, yeah. I, I was talking a while ago about the guy who uh, basically said, you know, black men are undateable. Mm-hmm. And how white men are better partners. Right. And like, you know, he feels like I was being racist. Everything else was cool. It right. was just this. And I was right. like... Can I overlook this? And then... <laughs> right. Because you you, there is that conversation of yeah. like... Because I think black folks, we... At our core, we we believe in restorative justice. Yeah. We believe that people can be rehabilitated. Yeah. Um, and I think that we inherently have that internal dialogue of, okay, is this something we can bounce back from? <laughs> We can we can I hold your hand through this process um, without killing myself? Yes. Um. In in that process. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad you mentioned that because mm-hmm. there is that process inherently tied up into it. Yeah. Um. And sometimes niggas still can't make the cut. Yeah. And I think that there like so much of the difficulty of not only upholding boundaries but even implementing them in the first place. Mm-hmm is around like this like culture of niceness mm. and like I don't know feeling like we need to we need to coddle folks in our personal life mm-hmm. um much in the way that we are encouraged to in our professional life mm-hmm. but actually we don't have to do that in our professional yeah. life we just need to be honest yeah um yeah so it's it's a lot Yes. How, what is what is your relationship with boundaries? Um, I think 
that specifically that mm-hmm. that experience taught me how to just disengage with someone even if like you like other things mm-hmm. about them um but i think my relationship with boundaries has um has been mostly me not upholding them mm-hmm. but recently they've been more so me keeping them mm-hmm. with myself first mm-hmm. and then with other people cuz i'm honestly teaching myself how to treat myself Mm -hmm. um like telling myself we won't do that to me (laughs) like we're not gonna engage in this because it's gonna hurt me yes um but like that me disengaging with that one man and i actually disengaged with another man because we had an actual this was weird for me we had an actual conversation saying yo um so what are we doing here i was like Mm. it's not a fact of whether or not i like you because i do it's just me Asking myself, will I be able to do this long term right. and and not dislike you? Mm. <laughs> this was said, with this is not with this is the dude with. before him, which okay. was odd because I've never done that. Mm. I think that honestly prepared me yes. for yes doing the clean cut with that guy mm-hmm. because actually having that conversation be like, actually no, I don't think I can, right. and which ended up. Which was weird because, like, when we had that conversation, we were, like, in agreement. We were like, yeah, I don't think. But then, like, he ended up telling other people that he was so hurt. and Which, that's a whole nother thing. It, um, it is. And how many times do folks enter relationships out of, like, feeling obligated mm-hmm. to another person's emotional safety or comfortability? yeah. yeah. Um, only to realize, like, both of y'all niggas wasn't too pressed or fussed about, like, really being in a relationship. <laughs> but because y'all found each other and y'all just happened to, like, mm-hmm. go on a few dates, yeah. the next the next natural step was, like, relationship. Yeah. But um, I feel like he... F- anyway, let, let's go. Yeah, on. no, he, he clearly wasn't... He was more invested. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't willing to tell the truth. Right. Um, right. But anyway, and that's I think, also a thing. Yeah. I think that conversation definitely um, helped me with that. Um, so, yeah. Amen to that. Um, but what's I, your sex and dating? What's my sex and dating? I think the only thing with this shit is me realizing that. Um, <sighs> Come on, pop that. So, I've been going through this thing where. Um, Niggas are just like popping in and out, mm-hmm. like niggas who are life? yeah, mm-hmm. like more so to the point of like I won't talk to somebody for like three or four months, and then they'll be like, hey, and I'll be like, hey, big head, what do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, but I'll say hey, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and like, <laughs> um, when I could just clearly not respond. Also, um, an option, especially when I communicated clearly to someone that like I'm not about this popping in and out shit like that's just a boundary of mine mm-hmm. like if you're gonna do that I'm not cool with it right and they cross it but I just like once again obligation feeling like being nice mm. oh hey you text me so I need to respond right. and my rep receipts are on so. <laughs> look that is the 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 realest read though yeah yeah, yeah. I've just done keeping I've definitely, the niggas text on read yeah read. I've definitely done it before but like I just sometimes I feel obligated to be nice so yeah. anyway um yeah, I've been going through that, and then, like, at the end of these things, it always ends up someone, 
like trying or saying yo we need to catch up whatever and i'm so unenthusiastic about it i'm mm. like yeah sure let's try it sure <laughs> And then, oh, oh yeah, sure, and yeah. then, yeah, they really end exciting. up doing the same thing, wow, you know, no. just like ghosting. And then I'm just sitting here like, well, you knew it was gonna happen, so real. Why are you out here like, oh, damn, that sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I've definitely been in this place where I'm like, Andre, don't reply to these things. <laughs> do not do Very it. Very simply, and just be in a place where you're like, okay, well. Or be comfortable in a place where you're like, you're not, because my biggest problem is, and I think has always been two things, potential Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's, that's, yeah, just potential. Okay. Like other niggas potential? Yeah. The potential of things happening. Um, So I'll hmm. live on potential instead of actual things happening. So, like, oh, the potential for something to happen with a nigga. Mm. Oh, the potential for this to be a good thing. Mm. Oh, the potential. And then I'll, what I'll do is I um, mm. I won't deny engaging in something because of the possible potential. Because I think a lot of times um, I've seen these, like, dating stories on tv or whatever and they'll be come like, on hollywood right and they'll be like oh yeah you know um i almost just said fuck him <laughs> you know i'm not gonna talk to him but now we're married <laughs> now we're oh my married. god like if i hadn't said yeah kids. yeah if i hadn't said you know hi or if i hadn't you know if i just ignored him it wouldn't have been yeah you know I mean? and so like i think i've internalized this thing of just always give a chance to something mm. But mm. the truth is, I'm I'm out here being unenthusiastic as fuck about shit. Giving unenthusiastic chances, yeah. left and right. Yeah. Like, why even give them, though? <laughs> I don't... And, like, the other, the other thing to that is that I'm realizing because, like, I have a nigga that loves to communicate and mm-hmm. I'm struggling through that journey <laughs> of learning how to communicate is, like, if y'all niggas had a real simple conversation, like, hey... What are you looking to get out in this world? What are you interested in dating? Are you looking for a fuck buddy? Are you how are you feeling about me? Let me just check in. Right. Are, is this something you're into? But knowing cis niggas, <laughs> they will lie between their teeth for 84 years. So this may not even be applicable, but like that's also like a key thing that niggas be missing. Like just the simple conversation of like what are you out here looking for? It's definitely not applicable. <laughs> because as Jade said, a lie through your teeth. Lie. Through all them black ass gaps like, in their teeth. The last person literally said to me, yo, it doesn't matter what happened. Let's just start fresh. Like, let's just, like, wow. let's. And, and he's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> this was at the beginning of the year, my nigga. It is like this is these are New Year's resolution thing. These are these are New Year's resolution ass niggas. A month in and it's like You're done. actually no thanks. We good, good on that. Yeah, yeah. So wow. Yeah, That's I real. think I'm learning to just be okay with denying possibilities and potential mm-hmm. because yeah. fuck potential. Please. Fuck potential, because especially that shit, if I you don't will care about be carrying it. that. You will be following that shit for lifetime. It's a carrot, like Waiting. it's a yeah. fucking carrot, just dangling in front of your face, never getting. It might be there. 
I might get it, bitch. Nigga, me living in Mightland really needs to stop. Because I, I have a house in Mightland. I have a house in Mightland, nigga. A whole porch. Got a condo. <laughs> got a pool in the back, bitch. A whole life set up. Oh, my God. Mightland. Uh, I hate Mightland. Yikes. I hate Mightland. I need to move out. No. I don't want it. Yeah. So that's what I've been learning. Get the fuck out of Mightland. Get out. Mightland is not a real place. Go to Wakanda. <laughs> Where all the niggas look like Winston. Oh, God. Who mm. is she? I'm ta- those are cues. Those are cues. Wow. The Jabari are cues. That's a very... No, that is a cue. Yeah. I was going to say that's a very refined cue. <laughs> but that is definitely a cue. They were out there barking. Yeah. Like, no, that is definitely a cue. Those are cues. There is no refinement there. No, no, no. I need to watch that movie Just again. better dressed. Because I don't remember them barking. Well, not bark. Like no, no, no. Monkey bark, everybody like, was know, talking about barks. them barking. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. So I slept through that much of the movie. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so it's time for personal healing practice. It's going to be mad fast, nigga. All right. So I encourage you all to turn off your phones when you go to sleep Mm. um, and purchase an alarm clock. If you are somebody who, you know, you need to wake up early or whatever. Mm. Um, So when I started journaling at the very end of January, um, I realized, well, I realized far before then, but um, it really hit me that like, I spend a lot of time just like, fiddling on my fucking phone at night like hours probably after i have committed to being in the bed asleep (laughs) um so turning off the phone allows me to remove one more distraction from me going to sleep and for me going to sleep requires like full focus honestly (laughs) because i have to like push all of the thoughts and all the things that i could be thinking about out of my head and like really focus on like Okay, it's time to fucking sleep, bitch. So I turned off my phone and um, I went to sleep. And because I work from home, you know, I I pretty much can wake up at seven o'clock as my body naturally does Mm -hmm. and um, get my day started. Um, But what I realized, again, this is not a new realization, but having my phone off really Mm -hmm. drove it home for me. Um, So I told you I journal once at night once in the morning Mm -hmm. so um waking up rolling over to journal um i like three-ish sentences um and then going over to my bullet journal to like map out what i'm doing for the day Mm -hmm. um and there were there were like at least five times where i reached over for my phone to like sometimes it was legitimate like checking the weather or like seeing what time it was or something like that or sometimes it was just like oh i wonder what's happening on facebook with this post that i posted before i went to sleep or Mm -hmm. something like that and my phone was off and i'm just like wow (laughs) and so that was a moment where i had to check in with myself of like of like bitch why are you why are you grabbing your phone yeah and it's just an instinct yeah um so turn off your phone when you go to sleep wake up so and it also allowed me to like have fresh thoughts in the morning that 
are not encumbered by whatever has been happening on the internet overnight. Um, Because a lot of the times, like I said, I wake up and roll over to my phone and just like what's happening on the internet right now at 7 a.m. And it's typically something stressful or something that involves a lot of my energy. Yeah. Um, So it was really great to reclaim my energy in the morning and like be able to set my day for myself um, you know, do my little list of gratitude, do my, here's what I'm thinking about today and here are my thoughts this morning, um, and get my day started on my own accord, um, as opposed to my entire day being, um, directed or guided by whatever happened to be on my phone, um, on my, on my newsfeed, um, when I opened it up. So get an alarm clock, turn your fucking phone off when you go to sleep and fucking sleep stop doing other shit that's not sleep when you're supposed to be sleeping yeah um yeah amen um maybe i have one real quick um talk to your mamas just like when i say talk to your mamas i mean sit down and just don't say anything they will talk (laughs) and if you listen intently they'll reveal stuff that they Mm. don't even realize they're revealing until after Mylons have a lot of things to say. Truly. And they need someone to say it to. And we need, and to, we need to receive to it. it. Yeah. yeah. So amen. Yeah. Um, and speaking on moms, um, I'm still like I'm still carrying a, a little bit of guilt, a little a lot of guilt around um not visiting my mom on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first Valentine's Day since her divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the divorce was very much so her decision yeah. and like her uh, uh, exercise and liberation for her, mm-hmm. um, I'm, you know, commercial holidays are tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. I had a lot of feelings around like not calling her like we sent voice messages back and forth but typically facetime um but that also had to do with like a little bit of shame that i had around this post that i posted on facebook last week um where trigger warning mentions of rape where i mentioned the names of um folks who aided in my rape a while ago Mm -hmm. when i was much much younger who are still friends of the family Mm -hmm. um and it was very interesting because none of my family liked those that post. Um, but they're usually... Typically. Like, my mom, no. My mom is never... My mom gets on Facebook to post her little pictures, and she's out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I felt kind of, like, weird about, like, talking to her after, yeah. like, the day after I posted that, because I'm, like... Or the weekend after I posted that. Because um, I just didn't want her to feel weird about, like maybe bringing that up but maybe not and maybe she didn't see it at all or you know i don't know so um yes talk to mamas yes talk to grandmamas aunties godmamas um but yes absolutely mamas um so i gotta go see my mama when i get back from traveling for work next week um spend some time with her in my pool Um, the next segment is obligatory nonsense, um, and white people are still white, so that's still. pretty much that's that's the only nonsense that we have. And I have no more energy to exert on you, niggas. None of it. I expended it mm-hmm. many lifetimes ago. Yep. 
Yeah. So thanks yeah. for uh, sticking sticking it out with us for <laughs> obligatory nonsense. Okay. So now it's time for pay your ties, nigga. Yeah. Um, and this is the segment where we are talking about how to support Black Femmes, um, the hurdles that are in the way of Black Femmes being affirmed, supported, and living their best life. Um, so today, um, I'm going to talk really briefly about my thoughts about the 10 minutes of Black Panther that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> And the little bit of Black Panther that I looked up on IMDb. <laughs> so y'all, I, I, I very clearly told y'all that I was in and out of consciousness during this movie. Um, and while what I saw was great, um, I just want to confirm, like, is it true that there were no fat women in this in this film? Like, I don't, I don't know. Think there were any fat people? No, there there were like stockier people. Okay, stock. And Forrest Whitaker is Forrest Whitaker considered fat? I feel like. I mean, in I black. Feel like, so maybe I'll get flack for this, but I feel like after a certain age, I don't really consider. Right. Okay. So yes, that yeah. is that is one point that I would mm-hmm. like to make because I was trying to search my brain for like, okay, were there any generally fat people? Mm-hmm. Um. And I could identify a few that were like could definitely be identified as fat. Like mm-hmm. there was Winston, um, mm-hmm. the other. He he's a thick fine. He's a thick. He's a thick. He's a thick right. Thumb. Even so, let me let me stop giving these niggas so much. <laughs> he's a let thick me thumb. stop giving these niggas nig- niggas <laughs> niggas no niggas. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's um, what is her name? West. Oh. Uh, the little girl West. Oh, um, <laughs> no pictures, no not, niggas. <laughs> South, no, not Southwest. Whatever wow. her name is, North, uh, North, North. I said South. My yeah, God, yeah. there's so many of them. So they were cues. So they were cues, right? So they thick. Yeah. Um. So there were a few older women who were mm-hmm. older, largish yeah. women, but. It's sort of, not sort of, it's very clearly assumed that they had been slim or fit in their heyday. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, like, because there was like the, the not priestess, but the the older woman who was like the president of one of the tribes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like granny, yeah. granny size, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't fat at all. Yeah. She yeah. was granny size. Yeah. Um, so my, my just real quick thoughts about this are like y'all it cannot both be true that fat black girls are like the biggest burliest manliest opponents that black men are ever ready to fight and we not show up in not a nary fucking single wakandan fight scene Mm -hmm. like it can't those two things cannot be Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. that we don't show up anywhere in wakanda Mm -hmm. nowhere it's 131 documented characters in Black Panther. Mm. And not one of them is a fat black woman. Mm. How? Yeah. So that's just my thoughts. Um, I can't wait to see it again so I can think more about that and mm-hmm. see if 
um, fat black women show up I mean, anywhere. I feel, like, I feel like there were like some older ones, like you know, like, yeah, there were some older ones, like that the woman with. Um, the braids with the little pus on the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The one that Michael B. Jordan choked. Right. Um, I didn't see that. Oh, oh sorry. There's that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The one, yeah. So, I like, I'm not trying to, like, erase the older people, but, mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of times when there are, like, fat black women who are older, they're normally assigned to, like, the matronly role. Yeah. You know? Outside of that, they don't exist. No. So, yeah. And and like I said, for this movie, it there is sort of an assumption because the one older woman who was always seated and like the head of her tribe, yeah. it's assumed that you can't be the head of a tribe without having fought some wars, my nigga. Yeah. And so if fought think. some wars, you probably had to be Dora Milaje mm-hmm. uh fit. <laughs> it by the by the narrative of what Wakanda people look like. Mm-hmm. You probably look like that at some point mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. So even the older fat black women who are in um, Black Panther, there's sort of an implication that they were at some time like Wakanda fit. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know. That's so weird because like I'm also thinking about so this is. Not the first, and I'm not going to speak like I have any authority of knowledge or or any of those things about film, about black film, Mm -hmm. about superhero films, because I don't. Um, But I feel like this is one of the first, maybe, or one of the biggest films that is a black film that is not about like, like historical fiction or some shit. Mm, okay maybe maybe not because i don't know shit about films but like i feel like all of the other big films are based in like civil rights movement shit Mm -hmm. slavery shit all of that where like there's there's a stereotypical place carved out for fat Mm -hmm. black women already in the kitchen with a scarf on and an apron Mm -hmm. we already know where she goes Mm -hmm. right um but like because our imagination is so limited Mm -hmm. um we have we haven't imagined a place for fat black women or fat black femmes in a place where black folks can literally have anything and mm-hmm. live any way they want mm-hmm. and um are abundant in resources mm-hmm. and that's kind of wild to me mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's just interesting mm-hmm. i may be completely wrong there may be a whole ass tribe of fat black women in wakanda that i missed because i was fucking sleeping okay <laughs> because it was 1 30 a.m probably <laughs> um so yeah those are just my thoughts so um fat black women are everywhere okay um have you seen the olympics mm-hmm. they're shot putting they're doing all of the shit um so like make sure that's reflective um, reflected rather in these new um, and radically imaginative black worlds that you're creating on film. Amen. Amen. Bitch, we made it! Oh, it is now time for the closing remarks. Yeah. <laughs> And the benediction. And the benediction. Yes. Uh, This is a time where we can um, affirm and go over, affirm each other and go over the things we talked about, what we learned, what we can take away, all that shit. So, one of my biggest takeaways and what I want to, what I'm thankful for is the, the, 
the portion on like boundary setting, the difference between rules and yeah. boundaries, because yes. that's big. Like I didn't connect it until Same. then, you know. Um, yeah, because governing your own person and just letting that be enough is some new shit. And then you know, just realizing, ugh, and like having to absorb and accept the fact that you setting these boundaries is not always going to mesh well with folks. Yeah. And you just got to be okay, and that's okay with that. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually in in your best interest. Yeah. Yeah. That that you that your boundaries help you identify the folks that will not observe them because yeah. they don't need to be in your life or if they can be like we said earlier rehabilitated, mm-hmm. then great, but like Or even like Sometimes, like, even using the word rehabilitated, because, like, sometimes, like, I think what I'm trying to get at now is that all it's not always going to be a thing where if somebody doesn't mess with you, like, they're bad or mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Right. It's more so y'all just aren't on the same path mm-hmm. or y'all just, you know, it's just different not stages thing. of your growth or, right. yeah, have different value sets, yeah, which yeah. doesn't make them a bad person. They right. just have their value set elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And like just being OK with the fact that we just we have different we have different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, there are certain things where it's just like, no, you're a dickhead. No, like, sorry. Absolutely. It's just not about it's not about us just being different. You're just a, a dickhead. You're just an asshole. But there are multiple things where we just we don't. You know, we're just not here yet. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Definitely grateful for that. Yeah. Amen. I'm super grateful for you reminding me the importance of talking to your mom. <sighs> yeah. I feel like I'm in that place of a new relationship where, like, mm-hmm. anytime I'm not working or, like, doing shit that is not, like, making sure that I can keep my lights on, I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, with my new boo. Yeah. Um. Which is also between, like, traveling for work and all the other Mm -hmm. shit. Um, But I also, this week specifically, really felt um, that I was not making enough time for my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is ironic because I saw Nubu's mom far more than I saw (laughs) my mom this past week. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you for that reminder and just for always being present. I appreciate the fuck out of that. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I thought you were like flicking a fake tear. But oh, no, nope, just a booger. Or is it the nose ring? What is it? Was, it? it was it a booger. Like, it was a booger. Like... Great. A booger. Okay, it was hair in the nose ring. Yeah. I have nose hair, y'all. And Amen. We that all bitch do. Some, Some of us I mean, like, it's are just getting, longer. Yeah, there we go. So like, it would get caught with the nose ring for so a second. Good. Oh, my so God. Good. Anyway. So um, for our quote today, I am just going to read the quote. That you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. from Killmonger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Oh, nigga. Amen. God bless. God bless. God bless. Blessings. Jesus. Oh, that nigga, that was a line. Mm-hmm. You hear me? True. That was a line. <sighs> anyway, short prayer. Blessings. God, ancestors, all that look over us, we thank you. We mm-hmm. thank you for this time that we're able to come together and just uh, talk about things that, is, that have been going on with us, mm-hmm. affirm each other. Yes. Um, we're thankful for, you know, knowing mm-hmm. 
that this is for us first mm. and that all and then it goes outward mm. uh knowing we thank you for being able to take personal responsibility um well yeah personal responsibility for our shit mm. and not projecting it mm. um and knowing the importance of that um we thank you for the realization of taking responsibility for our lives even if we aren't at fault mm. uh knowing that shit happens mm. you know shit happens during our lives and we need to um take the time to carve it out to fix it because ain't nobody else gonna do it Truly. and we trying to live these happy lives you know we we we're trying we're we're pressing toward the mark of a high calling of god. a higher calling god amen um we thank you for um just solace the mm-hmm. the the feeling of solace and peace mm-hmm. that comes over when you uh realize or i'm sorry when you're working mm-hmm. um through an issue uh knowing that on the other side is joy mm-hmm. um even if you don't feel it now but that that momentary uh feeling of the joy to come mm-hmm. uh is worth it um so yes um just thankful for growth Yes. Thankful for joy. Come on. Thankful for peace. Uh, thank God for Wakanda. Oh my God. That, forever. Forever. Um, thank God for Killmonger. Mm. Um, oh, oh, we 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 pray for all the Killmongers across the world because mm. there are so many. God damn it! I gotta watch this movie again so I can understand. Oh why God, this there is are so many Jesus brilliant Christ. black folks who are filtering their brilliance through anger mm. and are being misunderstood because the anger is the first thing that people are seeing mm. and not the hurt and not the abandonment and not the 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 the, trauma. the, the, the ancestral trauma that's being yeah. filtered through us um ugh, we know that it's a it's a hurdle and it's something that um that these kids don't deserve, uh, but they're dealing with anyway. Mm. Um, we ask the ancestors, God, the universe, to look over these kids, to let them know, uh, to show them there there are tangible to to show them tangibly that there are ways. Um, not, I don't want to say get out of it, but there are better ways. There are better ways to. Uh, to express yourself mm. there are there are a, a myriad of emotions um and even if sometimes you're not shown that uh because you because of what you've seen you you don't know um we pray that there's a way that uh these killmonger kids can know that they're loved because mm. whew, bitch and i also add to that prayer that folks who are engaging with killmonger kids mm-hmm are able to open their lens yeah. and open their their vision to see um see the anger for the the root causes that yeah. are there and um not stifle them because of the anger not um dismiss them because yeah. of the anger but to to press through that and to mm-hmm. see what else is there and yeah. um what all that anger encompasses see that the anger is a symptom and yeah. that's it yeah, yeah. 
Oh, God, yeah. This is heavier than I thought. It. Anyway, so just to wrap mm. it up, um, we're thankful. Yes. Uh, seal this prayer with the ashe and amen. Mm. A woman, a everybody. Hey. And that is it. Wakanda forever. We love you. We love you. Especially the Killmonger kids. Oh, we love you. Amen.